<laughs> Hello, we're back. <laughs> if you're following along on the thread, you'll realize that we're thankful that Sam's still alive. <laughs> Apparently, he's not just allergic to eating shellfish, he's also allergic to smelling it being cooked. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened there. You can be thankful that he's still with us. My mother-in-law mother tried to replace me here. She was so eager to get on the camera. That, uh, no, no, we dragged you on. All right. We're excited. Yeah, we're back, and we're doing the Book of Acts. I know. And a couple uh, of you suggested it, and we thought, good idea. Let's do it. Let's do it. You can't go wrong with Ooh. the Book of Acts. Oh, Brianne almost forgot, but you didn't. Welcome, <laughs> and Mariah's on, and we have Tanya, and James probably, Verity. Verity was on. Got a good crew so far, so we're excited to yeah. get right into Acts. We're going to try to hit three chapters tonight, and we'll yeah. see what we get. That's the plan. I mean, who doesn't, who doesn't start off reading the book of Acts and go, where were these people staying, and what were they eating? Because what went through my head was they had they had, had their last supper with Jesus um, at the end of uh, Passover week there. Yeah. And uh, or beginning, whatever it was, and they had to ha they had to find a place to do that. And did they ever leave that place? <laughs> I'm like 50 days later, or 40 days, whatever, 50 or 40. Here we are, and the upper room is still full. I think of um, over 120 people, and who is still cooking for them, and who is housing them? That's what went through my head, but it's not what went through your head. No, Hang on, no. my phone is still on and it's distracting me. There yeah, we go. No, I have a fun fact. Fun fact of the day for everyone there. Theophilus means God lover. Oh. I had no idea. So there you I go. I guess Theo, that does mean. What is, oh, Theo means God, yeah. I guess. Like, oh, and Phylus is the word for love. Wow. wow. Good job. <laughs> Woo. We just figured that have out. Have you preached together. a sermon before? <laughs> Okay, so that was a good good start. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, we, we don't read each other's notes beforehand, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's good. But you had a good one okay. about verse 4. Yeah, so here in verse 4, we see uh, Jesus saying, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. Now, Jesus knew that uh, they really could do nothing effective uh, for the kingdom of God until the Spirit came. So uh, from a commentary I was reading, I just like what they said, and so... I will read it. It says, to wait means that it's worth waiting for. To wait means that they have a promise, it would, uh, that they had a promise and it would come. To wait means they must receive it. They couldn't create it themselves. And to wait means that they would be tested by waiting at least a little. So I was wondering mm -hmm. if any of you out there on uh, Facebook land would like to share a story where, the, you, where either you feel like you're still waiting for something or... or have waited and received something from God. So we'd love to hear your stories. It's true. And one yeah. of the things that I keep thinking of, which has nothing to do with what you just said, is our computer keeps making that little buffering image thingy. Or is anyone else oh. struggling with their Wi-Fi? No, or is it just us? Okay, because if you are, we can repeat ourselves or whatever oh, you weird. need. But okay. yeah, something keeps happening on our laptop. So just let us know if we're talking and you're not there. <laughs> yeah. But okay. anyway, so keep thinking of those stories if you have one. And um, because I, I think one of the things that we, uh, we want to rush a lot and we want things to happen in, in our timing. And I think God has something really cool to share with us or do in us. And if you, if you have a story of that happening in your own life, we would love to hear it. But 
You had, you had one of my favorite sermons from Sam um, is this next point that he wants to make. And so while you're thinking of an amazing story or typing it out, um, he wants to share this one. Yeah, first Tanya says, answering your question. Yes. Uh, wasn't an Airbnb, <laughs> I bet. No, no, probably wasn't. With the um, Holy Spirit as a super host. All right, Which super host, <laughs> hostess with the most. But mothers. anyway, you have a story. So verse 5, uh, you see the phrase, uh, Jesus just telling them that they're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now, um, I did the Holy Spirit series. I haven't done it in about a year and a bit. And I usually reference being baptized by the Holy Spirit like being pickled. Yes. And uh, I was going to share the source where that comes from. So this is really like from referencing John the Baptist here, but it's the exact same word that Jesus is using here or Luke is writing here in Acts. And so the clearest example that shows the meaning of baptizo, which is a particular word that Jesus is using to communicate being baptized with the Holy Spirit, uh, uh, is a text from the Greek poet and physician Nicander, who lived about 200 BC. It's a recipe for making pickles and is helpful because it uses both words. Uh, uh, Nicander says that in order to make a pickle, the vegetable should first be dipped or bapto into boiling water and then baptized, baptizo, in the vinegar solution. Both verbs concern the immersion of the vegetables in, uh, uh, in a solution, but the first is temporary. So bapto, as in like baptizing water, is temporary. The second, the act of baptizing the vegetable, produces a permanent change. When used in the New Testament, this word more often refers to our union and identification with Christ than to our water baptism. For instance, later on in Mark's gospel, Jesus says, he, he that believes uh, and is baptized shall be saved. He's saying that mere intellectual assent is not enough. There must be a union with him, a real change, like the vegetable to the pickle. And so when I talk about being baptized in the Holy Spirit, I refer to pickles. Mm -hmm. That's where it's coming from, the, the evidence of actual change uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit. So, yeah, I love that. That's where the pickle comes from. Totally. Totally. Who says a person can't change? Right. And yet here we are. It's the evidence of the Holy Spirit. Really <laughs> totally, is it is. Yeah. Because really, without the Holy Spirit, is it even possible? Mm. <laughs> All right. So I really love the disciples or the apostles as we're going to, yeah, yes. they, the name kind of goes back and forth there. There's a whole bunch of disciples, but yes. Anyway, so I really love them and they don't fail to make me feel like I, I could have been one of them. <laughs> and th this is no different. So in verse 6, I had to giggle when it said, the apostles were with Jesus. They kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? No. <laughs> they never quite got it. They didn't figure out what Jesus was doing, what kingdom he was bringing, what rain they were going to see and yeah. even after it had been death resurrection and 50 days later they're still are you are you gonna do it yet <laughs> we're, we're hoping for this one thing we kind of have in our minds yeah. and that's the same as waiting on God we have this one thing in our yeah. minds and anyway so are you gonna do what I said yet <laughs> are you still gonna do yeah. no I'm not <laughs> yeah, we, we commented a, a while ago when we were able to to, uh, uh, I was talking, I forgot who I was talking to, but we were talking about prayer and how we pray for things like in our marriages and stuff. And a lot of times we pray, we don't say it out loud, but we pray things like, my will be done. Yeah. But really instead of, you know, God's will be done. And, and that, uh, for the disciples, that was a lot like that. Okay, now are you going to do what I expect? And uh, very rarely does Jesus do what we expect. Eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I like Jesus' response. 
Um, In verse 8, you will receive power. You're looking for power. (laughs) It won't be anything like you're looking for. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will be my witnesses. He he answers them. I mean, it won't look anything like they think. But yeah. I like Tanya's comment here. First, Connie is like, and pickles last forever. And pickles are so delicious. <laughs> and Tanya comes up with the VeggieTales reference. Sure seems like the difference between Larry the Cucumber and Larry Boy the Superhero. Yes, VeggieTales <laughs> comes through again. She was paying attention in Sunday school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, you'll receive power. So that word receive, I love this word. It's yes. the word lambano because it sounds like Lamborghini. I've said it before. But uh, it's a really specific word and it's not used very often. But it means uh, to take hold with the intent of using it. Again, it's specific and not commonly used. It highlights that if you don't intend to use it, then you haven't really received it. And I think that's really key here. Because if we read it, God, uh, God Jesus is saying, like, you, will, you will receive power and you will be my witnesses. So when you take hold of it, then you will be my witnesses. And, and, and it goes on from there. And we can learn from that. Like mm-hmm. Part of what the Holy Spirit gives, we have to be willing to actually attempt, take hold of, and use. And that's why we, we celebrate attempts. You know, sometimes we try, and it's like, oh, it didn't work. Yeah. No, I'm not going to tell anybody. But you know what? If we never try, we're never going to get it. Yeah. And James had a comment, too. I had mm-hmm. written down that he had one. Uh, yeah, the power in verse 8 there was not just for healing and evangelism, all those things we think of, but also the power to become like him, to lay down worldly things and walk by the Spirit. Amen, right? Like, that's yeah. like we're talking about being changed. We want a permanent change a pickle-like experience, and yeah, mm-hmm. you're meant to change and become like him. That's yeah. the ultimate goal. <laughs> For sure. Again, I just commented there, but we'd love to hear your input as well. Uh, what are some of the things that you've seen in Acts 1? Uh, what are some of your observations and thoughts as, well, as I see them? I'll read them out loud. Uh, we will keep this stays on Facebook, but also uh, I upload it uh, to an audio file. So it'll, it's on iTunes and um, what's the other one called? <laughs> iTunes and the green one, Spotify. And so people could listen to it. That's how I describe it. them. Yeah. The green one, the little boxy thing. <laughs> so if people can't watch it, they can listen to it throughout their day. And so I'll read those comments out loud so other people can enjoy them as yeah. well. So. I really liked in verse 14, did anyone else go, there were women there. <laughs> they all met together, were constantly united in prayer along with Mary several other women and the brothers of Jesus, and I can guarantee it was more than several other. There was probably lots of women there. Yeah, so my commentary made the point of highlighting that, generally speaking, when numbers are used to describe uh, an amount, it does not include women. And so it's, it's fair to say or that... children, the, probably. Uh, yeah, it's fair to say that there was more than 120 there, yet, you know, some women were mentioned as well. And... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Welcome just, to the party. Thank Good. you. <laughs> I want the Holy Spirit falling yeah. all over me too. <laughs> uh, um, I, I love the reference too because um, somewhere along the line, there seems to be this idea that the early church was small. And, and, and you see comments, well, the early church was small groups. They were all in their little and, houses. And, and yeah. that's what defines them. And that's actually not true. Uh, historically and archaeologically speaking, most of the archaeological, they're big groups. They're, they're big churches, and what defined them wasn't their size. Somebody it was the was Holy cooking, Spirit. right? <laughs> yeah, and someone was cooking, that's for sure. But anyways, yeah, 120, that's a, uh, uh, a lot of them. I, I got a really good kick. Now we're jumping a little bit, but... That's okay. Uh, we have three um, chapters to do. <laughs> in, in verse 26, they're picking the new apostle, and I'll define apostle in a bit here. But um, uh, I like how they, they cast their lot. So first they prayed, and it sounds really spiritual, like they're going to get together, <laughs> yeah. we're going to pray... We have these requirements. They should be, uh, okay. And then we're just going to like, you know, essentially toss dice to pick it. 
right? And, and, and now, now this is um, before being filled with the Holy Spirit, but I just thought it was funny how they would pray and then yeah. they would just kind of roll dice. And uh, I was looking through my commentary to see if they had a comment on that, and the, the comment is actually funny. It, it's, it's, from, it's from a commentary. The casting of lots may be an imperfect way to discern God's will, but it is much better than the methods many Christians use today that is to rely on emotions, to mm. rely on circumstances or Ouch. feelings <laughs> or, or carnal desires and so forth. And now it's like, ooh, ouch. Because we really can make any decision we want fit. You know, is it God's will for me to eat the ice cream that's in my freezer right now, even <laughs> though I want to lose some weight? Well, God no. does want me to be happy, and it is God's will. We, we can make it anything. And I just found it interesting that that's what the commentary would point out there. So, I don't know, any observations, any thoughts on casting lots? No, but Connie's was super cool on verse 10, just popping back there. She said, oh. Oh, there it is. I'm sorry, my thingy jumped there. I think sometimes I keep looking at the last place I saw Jesus, and it takes someone else to get me looking for him in new places. Yeah. Yeah, from verse 10. That's really (laughs) good, Connie. He was was, uh, taken up into a cloud while they were watching. They could no longer see him. They were straining. Yeah. And then two men stood among totally. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Love it. So I thought I would just define apostle. Actually, Katie asked me to do yeah, this. I was like, yeah, because they, they replaced comments. they replaced Judas. And yeah, so. and so um, apostle is Greek for person sent, uh, first used by Jesus to describe the twelve. So that's simply what the word apostle yeah. means. It means uh, um, the person who is sent. And, and uh, in Acts one, you see the requirements for apostles were. Uh, the new apostle, which they were going to choose by casting lots, ironically, should be capable of giving eyewitness testimony to the Lord's resurrection. See, now Paul would later uh, call himself an apostle, uh, um, and he would actually reference this. He would say because he saw Jesus in a vision and was sent out. Hmm. So its simplest definition of apostle is someone who goes out fulfilling the gospel and the kingdom of heaven, i.e. those who were, uh, um, example, Mark 6, where uh, Jesus sends out the disciples. They were apostles. They were sent out, and they, and they, and they delivered the message of, of the kingdom um, through prayer. So now modern day, more modern day, we see uh, um, the differing definitions and levels of importance. And some people will try to, to kind of put levels in the different giftings, and they'll refer to kind of the five-fold ministry. But Paul makes it clear when talking about the church being the body that no gift is actually greater mm-hmm. than the other. They're actually all needed. So I, I thought it using the example of five-fold ministry, and that yeah. comes from, uh, I need to read that. Sorry. Thought you were it comes from, I believe, Ephesians, uh, where it lists five-folds, pastor, prophet, teacher, apostle, and evangelist. And um, <laughs> it doesn't say where I, I read it. <laughs> Uh, and so those are the five, the five-fold. Now, the apostle is generally defined as someone who goes out and starts a ministry. That's more of a modern-day definition of apostle. So apostles kind of gathers and sends out, uh, kind of marked by signs and wonders. Uh, the evangelist reaches out and brings in. They'll give witness to what they see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a, a prophet kind of directs and calls out purpose, encourages, and we can see those gifts there. And teachers kind of teach, and pastors care but without each other, it's kind of incomplete. Like a church that's just made of an apostle uh, would have a lot of hurt people because he would just be sending people out who aren't ready. Yeah, and then true. when they come back, we see it actually with Paul. Paul is a great definition of an apostle because now kind of Mark kind of makes the mistake. Now Mark wants to come back in the fold, and, and Paul kind of responds like an apostle and says, no, you can't come back. Now we see later on that Mark is now part of it, but it was Barnabas who maybe shows more of a pastor's heart mm-hmm. that wants to bring him back into a fold, right? And a teacher kind of helps, teaches, this is the mistake you've made, blah, blah, blah. We need all the gifts, not one is more important 
totally. But apostle means sent out and, uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I just thought it was neat to take a look at them. Yes. Should we jump into chapter two? Chapter two. Chapter two is a fun chapter. Can I tell you that on that day, so first of all, I made the comment that um, 50 days after Passover uh, is kind of this festival, that, that, and that's why a lot of uh, people from outside the surrounding areas were there. Uh, actually, one of my commentaries makes a point that it was one of the unique times where the weather uh, allowed a, an even larger group than normal. I'm not sure how they know that. I didn't really look into it, but uh, uh, it kind of celebrates the giving of the Ten Commandments. Uh, which symbolizes actually our separation from God. Right. Right. And so that would be the day that the Holy Spirit chooses to show up, right? The, the very thing that connects us with God. Totally. I thought that was actually really cool. I mean, yeah. What's your insight It is on that? cool. I love that. Um, I, well, mine was just a basically a question for you guys, and I can see that um, James, well, James typed that. something if you want to quickly yeah. read that. Apostle is also a Roman term. They were sent to a city that was conquering to, culture, uh, to cultural use. It would be like a Roman city. So... They would go to a place where they conquered, and they would bring in um, um, kind of the, the, the Roman way of it, right? So we took over Italy, and now oh, Italy's in Rome. Oh, my gosh. We took over a town. We took over Powell River, and now we'll bring our culture over to it. So Apostle uh, is sent to bring that. Bring a culture. Yeah. So, faith culture. Yeah. So yeah. you can see the spiritual connection. There. Basically, mine was looking ahead to, you know, Two, chapter 2, 1 to 4 in verse 4, we see the Spirit falling, very popular, well-known verse, and I was just asking if anyone had a cool experience they wanted to share, yeah. um, being filled with the Spirit, being speaking in tongues, if you've ever spoken in another earthly language for a particular reason, I have longed for this for missions trips yeah. I've been on, when I have to share, and I'm like, I don't know enough Spanish, I only know what's your favorite color? And I sure wish I could share the gospel in another language. And so basically I was just asking if anyone had any neat stories to share. I and have a great story. Yeah? Okay. This is like pre so me type, really... type those. This is pre <laughs> me really believing that this, this Jesus stuff was actually real. I grew up at church. We went to the Pacific Coliseum because there was a group there called Power Team. Anyone remember the Power Team? Can I get oh, like a strong... hands up? The really yeah, strong yeah. guys that will like break water bottles and rip... I have rip, some muscles. I just and, my muscles. <laughs> And rip newspapers, newspapers, oh my gosh, rip phone books, and I can rip a newspaper. Well, can I? I don't even know. <laughs> phone books. And I'll rip a newspaper. And uh, it was in the end, and the power team is getting ready to do this altar call thingy, and uh, out of nowhere, some lady actually really close to me starts babbling like crazy, and I'm like, I'm freaking out. What is going on? It's weird. Everything goes quiet, and the power team guy says, Everyone stop talking and listen. Well, this lady's going off, and I'm like, what is going on right now? And out of nowhere, I watch on the bottom row, this guy is running. And you see security coming out, because we don't know what he's going to do. The power team guys go, let's hear what he has to say. Turns out this lady was speaking, I think, Bulgarian. And this guy was like visiting family, barely speaks English. He spoke directly to her. He gave his life to Jesus. I'm crying. I'm freaking out. I'm scared. I'm like, what is happening? It was, That's exactly I have what... never experienced that again, but I was maybe 10. Cool. And it's a distinct memory. Yeah. That's exactly. Go power team. That's exactly the answer to the question I had. Yeah. Thank you. Did I ever tell you that story? <laughs> well, yeah, but I never oh. thought of it when I was asking. There you go. Power team. Awesome. Yep. You had a couple oh, things before my comment. Verse 2, the statement, and suddenly, and man 
do I, do A, do I actually long for the Aunt Suddenly moments, but also B, is it not just, the, they had no idea. Like literally they yeah, could not have thought when Jesus said, wait, this is what was going to happen. Yeah. Right? Like. No, they didn't. You saw that when they asked, are you going to bring the kingdom yet? Like just, it makes me kind <laughs> of laugh. They had no idea. Like, yeah. okay, we're going to wait. The Holy Spirit's going to come. We're all speaking a different language and it looks like fires on our heads. What the heck? That's amazing. <laughs> and people yeah. are getting saved. Yeah. I really liked um, in verses 12 and 13, there's a couple of camps here. <laughs> um, I had uh, verse 12. They were amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They asked each other. And that can be one side. And then verse 13, others in the crowd ridiculed them saying they're just drunk. That's all. So we can either appreciate it and be like, wow, I don't understand it, but that's okay. Or we can make fun of it. <laughs> and that hasn't changed. No. 2,000 years later, we still have people making fun of the move of the Spirit, or yeah. I, I am either amazed, I may not understand it, but I'm okay with that, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. just a, just I a was, thought. <laughs> I, I, I was incredibly critical of most things, and I realize now that a lot of those things I was wrong. Now, like, is there things that are just kind of weird? Sure, oh, maybe. yeah, <laughs> totally. But I, I can tell you, I'd rather default on grace and default on, okay, God, what are you doing here? Then um, yeah. they're just drunk. Totally, yeah. totally. You had... Yeah, I liked uh, the contrast. So we see in verse 6, right, that they spoke in different languages. Now, that I was obviously... Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. Holy flashback. Flashback to Rob. Hi, Rob. I was, 100%. Buddy, I am a new person now. I mean, we, should, we should have a conversation. Um, I love the contrast of, say, verse 6, they spoke in different languages. This was the gift the Holy Spirit gave them, right? Uh, they took hold of it. They spoke in languages. People heard and they were saved. And then we contrast to verse 14. Peter stood up and spoke. Yeah. Now, that is also a gift of the Holy Spirit because not only did he speak boldly, there was wisdom. There was insight. Uh, um, you'll hear people refer to it as like they got revelation. The word revelation just means like something got illuminated, right? And, and Peter understood in that moment exactly what was going on and was able to stand there and, um, and communicate it. And I think just before we read, there's a couple of comments there, but mm -hmm. I think this is an absolutely necessary part of a move of the Spirit is, a, is the time that Peter took there to be like, there's a crowd, there's people wondering, there's yeah. some confusion, there's some, even if there is pushback, okay, now's the chance to say this is the gospel, not these signs and wonders, they're, they're what are drawing the attention, they're what, you know, people are, are being attracted to, obviously there was thousands of people saved that day, but okay, it's the gospel, it's a sign that points to Jesus Christ, yeah. and he took that chance in bold, boldness, and yeah, yeah. captured their hearts. <laughs> yeah, man. It's awesome. And the wisdom, too. But there's so some this comments is Yeah. So, Brienne, um, should I do this in a, in a girl voice? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I remember thinking that about people that danced and actively worshipped were weirdos. Now, I'm the weirdo. Oh, man. Amen to that. I passed through a church, and there's flags here. Okay? Also, uh, we uh, had... Can you have yeah, one? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. No, you I just it. wasn't... Didn't want you to miss it. Okay. Okay. You go ahead. I can't see the okay. whole thing. We had an experience once where a friend was praying in tongues for this woman. It sounded like Cantonese. James gave the interpretation. The person being prayed for received healing in her body. She arrived at the event in a wheelchair and after what? was running around. Come on! No way! Praise That's Jesus. That's so fun. That's okay. awesome. And he still heals today. That's 
Do it again, Brianne, Lord. I still like Brianne. Yes, you have, <laughs> you have definitely moved from cucumber to pickle. <laughs> yes. 100%. All right. Uh, um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, Peter stood up, spoke boldly. That was awesome. Totally. Mm-hmm. I think people need an explanation. Like, yeah. I always think, okay, what's the difference between me being a nice person and me being a spirit-filled, mm-hmm. led person? Both of them want to make muffins for the neighbor. Like, there's, some, there's both parts of me want to be a kind, nice, decent human being. But my motivation is Jesus, yeah. <laughs> not just that I want to be a nice human being. So at some point, we need to marry the two and bring in the gospel. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. Uh, What's next? uh, Again, verse 42 and 47 um, is just so important. So uh, I've mentioned it before. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to sharing meals and to prayer. And again, I mentioned it earlier, but there was always this assumption that the early church was just small groups, small numbers. And that that doesn't matter. Some of them were. Some of them probably were, yeah. A lot of them weren't. But just what's frustrating is when they get defined like that, like we need to be small to do this again. What defined them was the Holy Spirit, right? And it was that they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And the natural events that took place is they longed to be together. They prayed together. They longed for teaching. These are like the the measuring sticks of being filled with the Holy Spirit. And so when we try to replicate, we want to see the early church again. The the goal of getting there is not let's become smaller. Let's make what It's not that. It's we need to make a concerted effort to understand that we need to, A, be filled with the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. which is available to every believer, but also these evidence should follow our lives, that we long to pray, that we long to, to, for the teaching, that we long to, to, to be together, all those things. And then we look at verse 42, verse 47, and like the salvations follow. Yeah. The Lord added to their, daily, their number daily. Why would the Lord add it? Because I think it demonstrated the gospel. Like if I was, I'm preaching, but... Mm-hmm. That's all right. Yeah. Ultimate community. Amen. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and there was an amen in there. Yeah, oh, sorry, well, it's scrolling if, faster than I can read. If God is going to give us gifts of salvation, we need to make a place where people want to get saved, where he wants or his people to be saved. Or that they would be saved there. Yes, where, uh, where he wants to send his people, really. Oh, here's another one. Okay, read it out. Jen did that. <laughs> I don't know what she did, but hang on, let's read. One of my first Sundays I was there, Bill spoke in tongues, and God gave me the interpretation and made me stand up and speak it out. I was so scared, but Jen explained it so well. Totally. Yeah, and that's a big part Jen. of it, just diving in and explaining it. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of diving in, let's move on to chapter 3. Yeah, my sense is that the early church was as Jesus intended oh, it. Yeah. His church to be today. Yes, small groups and fellowship everywhere, not just in a church building only on Sunday. Totally. Emphasis, yes. not only on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. I love uh, Kathy right now, if you're watching. She continuously been praying recently. Uh, um, um, oh, sorry, Kathy. You should write it out if you're watching because you're better. Your alliteration is better than me. It's not this or that. It's this and that. And it's not just, it's not just church or small groups. It's, it's gathering together and being together throughout the week. It's not just Sunday. It's Sunday and the seven days. It's, mm. it's the and. And I think the and is uh, an totally. expression of the Holy Spirit. Ah. Chapter 3. You liked this one. Yes. Why? <laughs> I la- You had ha, ha, ha written. Oh, because I think it's hilarious. <laughs> okay. So verse 2, temple gate called the beautiful gate. So, now, I find it hilarious. That? So yeah, interesting fact. Fun fact of the day, the Jewish historian Josephus described this gate on the temple mount, made a fine Corinthian brass. Can you check this out? <laughs> 75 feet high and a, with huge double doors. So beautiful 
that it, this is quoted, greatly excelled those that were only covered over with silver and gold. It was a huge, beautiful gate. Literally? <laughs> I could not think. <laughs> what should we call this gate? Beautiful the beautiful gate. gate. <laughs> 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 we think we're so pretty. <laughs> Uh, understatement much? It's 75 feet tall. How they, about the tall, beautiful they gate? Asked, they asked a four-year-old, what <laughs> shall we name the gate? Beautiful mm. gate. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we had too much fun today. <laughs> I had an allergic reaction earlier today, so... I don't know what my excuse is. <laughs> oh, okay, I love these guys. I love that they are approaching the beautiful gate. <laughs> is that where they're approaching? Yeah. They're going and to the temple. The They're going to the gate. temple. That's right, that's right, that's right. They're yeah. going to the temple. And it's, it's like many other stories in, in the Bible, in the New Testament. Specifically, I'm thinking of like loaves and fishes, all those things, where Jesus is asking us to provide something, and you're like, I have nothing. I have a lunch kit-sized lunch mm-hmm. to offer. But anyway, this is not that story. But anyway, same thing. The man is asking them for healing. And they were like, I don't know where I wrote my thing. They were like, well, we don't have... We don't have, oh no, he's asking them for money. And they're like, we don't have what you're looking for. And, but we have actually what you're looking for. Yeah, what and, you need. Uh, what you need. And I was like, it goes beyond, of course, what they could offer, which could have been money. They, well, they were, <laughs> they were disciples, apostles. They probably didn't have that much money. But yeah. they offered him what he couldn't even think to ask for. And I was like, yes, yes. Has anyone been in a situation like that? Yes, I think we yeah. have been where friends are talking and we're on mission trips. Not just that though, but our regular lives when people with issues we haven't gone through or experienced yet are like, do you have anything to offer? <laughs> and they're hoping for mental help or, or yeah. whatever. Counseling, M- wisdom, whatever. Relationship, counseling, all these things. And you're like, actually, I have no idea what you're talking about. Here's what I have to offer you. Come, be filled with the Spirit. Come, whatever. I don't even know what they're looking for, but we have yeah. something to offer. <laughs> I had this, this really cool moment where uh, um, I was actually doing some marriage counseling, and like this I feel completely unprepared for because I'm so immature. But anyways, we're sitting here, and I thought, I just earlier I had been reading, and I thought, you know, maybe he doesn't need my advice. Maybe he needs the Holy Spirit. And we could all hear the Holy Spirit. So I remember sitting in my office thinking, okay, well, let's, let's listen to see what the Holy Spirit has to say about this. We sat down, and my brain, I had like four or five things that this person could probably work on that would help their marriage, right? right. And so we sat there, we prayed, okay, what is the Holy Spirit showing you? And then he said this thing, and it's so random. I'm looking at him like, oh, man, this is not going to work. Like, what are you talking about? I don't want to be too specific because we yeah, might don't. know the person, but he went out, and he did that one thing. And I'm like, great, I'm going to see him next week. I get a text next week. Things are amazing. I did this thing. And it's like, okay, the Holy Spirit has things to offer when we make room for him to offer it. It really does. And uh, it's cool. So cool. God is good. <laughs> like verse 9, all the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. When they realized him, they were astounded. Yeah. This is the main purpose for miracles. This is the main purpose for the miraculous, that others would see and believe. Uh, miracles po- need to point to Jesus. Right? We don't worship the praise and miracles. they got to point to Jesus. I think sometimes like we just receive miracles because it gives God great joy. Yeah. And he delights in our joy, and we experience that. But, but I think most of the time the main purpose is that others would see. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and if we are not, you know, maybe the question to be asked is, if our lives aren't pointing others to Jesus, uh, uh, maybe we aren't going to experience these kinds of miracles 
in our own lives, right? And it's more question. of a challenging challenge to myself. I, I know. things I, I'm praying for. I, I like some of the words. If you could just write down some of the words and, and think about what they mean and, and be like, hey, has this happened in my life recently? Are people absolutely astounded by what is happening in my life? Are they rushing out in amazement? Are they... <laughs> What are some, it's just, it made me go, no. <laughs> yeah. It's convicting Honestly, to us. It's a bit convicting. Yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't seen anybody rush in amazement towards me lately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel guilty about it, but yeah, it made me think. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we are. I haven't uh, seen many people rushing towards each other lately at all. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Yeah, it just makes me, I long for that, that people yeah. would would have those kinds of description. Description, that's the word I'm looking for, where they're like absolutely amazed. And we can be like, only Jesus, yeah. <laughs> only Jesus. Literally, I only have, yeah, a tiny lunch kit worth of stuff, but wait till you meet Jesus. <laughs> okay, well, I, so just one more comment, or okay. not even, I mean, whatever. No, we yeah, have time. In verse 14, I found it funny, uh, interesting, a little ironic oh. yeah, that... They rejected Jesus, the one who offers life, hope, peace, restoration, and they chose the murderer, the one who took life. And I was like, you know, not much has changed in that either. We reject the one who's offering life, and we're like, no, I'll just take the other one, the death giver. And it's like, (laughs) okay, Jesus versus the enemy. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of an interesting... Imagine if his name was actually the death giver. (laughs) The beautiful gate. (laughs) The death giver. Whatever. His name means deceiver. <laughs> kind of the same. Yeah, it is. 100%. Oh, <laughs> anyway. man. Well, I liked for, oh, verse 23. Anyone who will not, let's see here. Yeah, Listen like to that prophet will be completely cut off from God's people. What was I going with on that one? I, was, I saw that. I'm like, I'm excited to hear what you have. I don't know. <laughs> when I was reading it, it stood out to me. <laughs> so if anyone has any insight... On that, we would love to hear it. And uh, yeah, maybe next week. I think I thought okay. that God's people thought they got it. Oh, yeah. They were, he, he consistently conflicted with the, with the church. The church meaning like Israel, like mm-hmm. God's people, the yeah. temple, temple people, yeah, <laughs> Pharisees, all those people. Religious, yeah. thank you. That's the word I was going for. And you. he can consistently conflicted with them and I think they thought they got it and yeah. Moses who they would have revered if you're not going to listen to him anyone who will not listen to him will be completely cut off from God's people I think yeah. that would have been I don't get it ouch like what is he saying anyway I think that's what the opposite of what they would have thought would have happened because they were like no thanks Jesus <laughs> anyway my brain just went they would have been like, no, <laughs> this is not happening. So, Anyway, any other comments? <laughs> yeah. Well, next week we're going to hit chapters I I there was one more from James four that I didn't do. to six. No. So, Brianne, repeating for you, <laughs> next week we're doing chapters, chapters four, four to, to six. six. We won't always do three. It's just it's a longer book and we'll see. Yeah, and we'll evaluate. Yeah. Like if it's just too much, then we'll make it shorter and break it up and... We will be flexible. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact, science world. We are world, not that flexible. <laughs> no, yeah, science world, both Katie and I, before we even knew each other, went to the exact same exhibit in science world where you, you sit in this thing 
that tells you your flexibility. And I think I hit like 85-year-old Yeah, men. I was over 90. I, re- I did yeah. it when I was in college, and so, you know, I should have been a lot younger than that. But anyway. Anyways, useless. But here we are. Let's uh, close in prayer. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. We'll do that. Well, Father, we thank you so much for this time together. I thank you for your word and how we can read it and be inspired and be excited and learn. And Holy Spirit, do it again. Mm-hmm. We have heard of your deeds, and we stand in all of them. Renew them, Lord, in our day, in our time. We thank you for your promise. We even see in Acts that, that in, in, in the last days, you're, you're young and you're old, you're, you're men and you're women. We'll see visions and dreams, and we'll see your Spirit poured out on all people. And we just say, yes, Lord, continue to do it. Do it in me. Mm-hmm. Do it in us. Do it so that this world can see that, God, you are good. I pray for that wisdom that Peter stood up and spoke your gospel and multiple people were saved. We pray that we would see your signs, like speaking in different languages and speaking in tongues and and healings and deliverances, that we would go out and give people the salvation they need uh, uh, more than the things they want. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. (laughs) Amen. Good. Thanks for coming. (laughs) Thank you for joining us.